the vibes welcome back to another episode of the hoop genius podcast brought to you by nba 2k23 bj armstrong mo Mootsi. we here bj how you been real name no gimmicks you know it let's start off with these celtics you know what oh, oh, let's start that. off with these no, no, first no, of all no, first of all first of all first of all no we can't be playing around no, 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 we don't no, have time no no no, no. we've we, we got to handle business first we got to apologize to the fans there was a few days without episodes there because oh, okay. we were so disgusted with Joel Embiid not playing against Jokic that we just couldn't even bear to I'm playing BJ had to go and handle business he was out of town so uh we back we back good trip yeah, yeah, you know, I, you know. I just went and saw a little NBA basketball, you know, a little NBA <laughs> basketball. Well, and I'm back, and I'm back. But you know what? Let's get to your Celtics. Get, let's get to the C's. Let's get, let's get to the C's. <laughs> let's get to the C's. Let, let's talk about the C's. Let's get that off. Let's get it off our plate right now. Okay. Go ahead. It's all you. Well, it's all I, you. It's all you. It, I'm going to just sit here and smile. It, 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 it's your world. Your Celtics were incredible. There's nothing else to say. You know, I, I, I just, I, I just, I just hit you last night, and I just said, "Listen, I got the message. I got the memo." Yeah. The so, Celtics sent a memo last night, and 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 I got it. I received memo set. Okay. So here's the here's the deal. Here's the deal. I don't want to get too excited. Obviously, it's a regular season, and we do have to let it be known that. Well, let's get excited. Were, let's not get too excited. Well, well the Bucks well, were playing the second night of a back-to-back, and you know all these things here. However, this is the part that will get me excited: is do the Celtics know something about the Bucks that the rest of the league do not know? The reason being, Christmas Day, they destroyed the Bucks. I think they won by twenty points. Right? They won by 20, 21 points on Christmas Day. Okay. Cool, Chris Middleton's not there. All right, cool. February 14th, the Celtics played... I'm going to read you the lineup that the Celtics put out there in this matchup against Milwaukee. The starting lineup was Derek White, Sam Hauser, Mike Muscala, Grant Williams, and Blake Griffin, with Malcolm Brogdon, Robert Williams, Peyton Pritchard, and Luke Cornett coming off the bench. And they took the Bucks, who were at full strength, to overtime, and the Bucks narrowly won. And then last night, Celtics and Bucks both at full strength. And, uh, well, what was it? 41-point win. They were up by 50 at a point. There was one point in the game where Tatum and Brown had combined for 70 and the entire Milwaukee team had 69. So maybe Joe Mazzula and the Celtics know a thing or two. They did a great job in defending Giannis. He did a great job in the first half. He had 20 points on 45% from the field, but that's low efficiency for him. The Celtics did a great job of slowing him down. You know, Drew Holiday coming off a 50-point game. He only played a few minutes. He wasn't really there to be seen. But BJ, you tell me, because you texted me saying, I got the message. So tell me what message the Celtics sent last night. Well, here's what we know about the NBA. It's regular season basketball, and then there's playoff basketball. Mm-hmm. And I want to give credit, praise to both of these, both of these teams and their franchises and their players, their coaches. Both of these teams play a brand of basketball that resembles playoff basketball during the course of the regular season. They're both physical. They execute. They get the ball to their best players 
Okay, the Celtics in this case, Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum, they're going to get the majority of the shots. In the case of the Bucs, they're going to get the ball to their three primary scores with an emphasis on Giannis. And then they're going to, everyone else will fill in accordingly. Now, as you hear me say this all the time, Mo, I say it's all about matchups. Mm-hmm. Okay. This isn't about, you know, I, I know when you, you you guys play, you know, your your your, your video games. NBA the video 2K23, games, the, the best game in the yes, world. That's yes, what I've been doing are. the last three days when you were out of town. Yes, absolutely. That's absolutely. They're the best game. However, it doesn't compensate for the matchups and players and what they're doing. It doesn't apply to game planning and all of those things. Now, here's what we know about the here's what we know about the Milwaukee Bucks. They have three players that at any given moment, maybe more, that can get you 30 or more points. Giannis being first, Chris Middleton, and Drew Holiday. And at some point there, because of those three players, they're all terrific offensive players. They're all really good defense players. Maybe two of those guys, Holiday and, and, and Giannis, are probably first team all defensive players, along with Brooke Lopez, I might add, who He's may be defensive player of the year. Brook Lopez is okay. first team all defense. He has to be. Okay. And what they do offensively is they exploit their matchup. Okay. We all know you can't match up with Giannis. Mm-hmm. Chris Middleton never gets a double team. And Drew Holiday goes for 50. All right. Because he's not going to see a double team. And then you have Brooke Lopez and Bobby Portis and all these other guys filling in. What I've seen with the Celtics is the following. They may be the only team that can provide a matchup problem that the Milwaukee Bucks are going to have to adjust to, which is Marcus Smart on Giannis is a major problem. <laughs> okay. Not because he can guard them. It's because they can't run their offense because him guarding Marcus Smart actually gets the matchup that they really want. They don't like the matchup Marcus Smart versus Giannis, but they do like the matchup when Giannis sets a screen. And they switch. And they switch. And now that's the matchup that they really want. Yeah. So this is a problem. So now they put Jalen Brown on their Jordan. other two guys, George, uh, 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 on, on Chris Jason Middleton on and Chris Drew Middleton. Holiday. Yeah. Yes. Okay. So now anytime they run their offense, the offense brings them to the matchup that they really want. And this is a problem. And, and. They've got the Time Lord now lurking around, ready to block everyone. Well, it's 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 a problem because anytime you run your offense, okay, your offense has to have. You hear me say this all the time. It has to be on sound principles, and you have to have a counter for everything that you do. This is the first time that I can say this watching their offense because there's no one who can guard Giannis. However. They're forcing Giannis to do something that he just probably doesn't want to do, which is he has to be a primary score first, second, and third. He can't score and facilitate. 
because when he scores, then he starts playmaking. Okay, you you got to help out on him, and then he starts kicking the shooters. And then Drake Carter makes a three, and Bobby Portis makes a three. And then, you know, then you'll come off of, you know, Brooke Lopez, and then he'll make a three. And then yeah, yeah. It, 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 and they'll, they'll, they'll find the matchup. Well, with this matchup, he has to score, and they're not even rotating to the other players. Mm-hmm. So Bobby Portis will live with you shooting. Mm-hmm. And all the other players. And it's a problem because mm-hmm. Giannis suddenly now – has to just put his head down and score. And Marcus Smart will not Marcus Smart does a great job of not allowing him to just run through him because he has the leverage because he's smaller and he's strong enough to take the initial blow without him just powering through him. So it seems to be a major problem for them. It breaks down their spacing, but more importantly, Mo, what it does is they can't run their offense because. They know that the Celtics actually want to switch. It's like, we're going to tell you how you're going to run your offense and then it's and then advantage us. And it's like, you don't know what to do. So I think Bud and company, I think they know this. I think they're not going to show their hand until later. But again, Mo, because if I can see it, I know they have to see it. Mm-hmm. You know, you could be stubborn and say, oh, well, this is how we play and we're just going to power through it. Okay, you can do that. However, Mo, I think now we know what's going on. And I think now they don't want to show their hand because if they show their hand, I think other teams will pick up on it because this is a copycat league. Well, so what could, I their, think what just, could their adjustment be for this? Well, their adjustment is very simple, Mo. You, you just go back to, to big boy basketball. <laughs> why play run your offense when all you got to do is drop the ball to him on the box and say score mm-hmm. just score Mo there's nothing else now and here's how I know they know this okay so all right okay so I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna give you a little a little cheat, cheat sheet so I always look at the first five plays of every game Mo all right okay. this is for you too because when okay. you got to hire coaches and stuff okay the very first play of the game was a play I haven't seen run since like the 80s or the 90s. You have your five screen across to bring your four to the ball on a post up. And the reason being is you want to see if your five is going to switch on the four or do you have a game plan mm-hmm. to, to see. So they, br- they brought Brooke Lopez, who was being guarded by Al Horford, to screen across the lane for Giannis, and Marcus Smart didn't, and, and and Al Horford didn't switch. Mm-hmm. And I thought, okay, I, I, I see, th- this is why I get excited about this this matchup. So I thought, okay, that's great. I was like, okay, they have a game plan. So that let me know that Bud knows exactly what's going on here. But I think Bud wanted to. It's kind of like I want to see what the rules are so that we can game plan accordingly. Mm-hmm. So he he continued to try to run his offense, knowing very well that they have an advantage. Yeah, it's all that about first, making- That first possession that you talk about, and it, the book went to Brook Lopez, the ball went to Brook Lopez. He tried no, to- the ball he, went into- No, no, the ball, no, the went, ball to went to Brook Lopez. 
And then, then oh, he, they tried to throw it over the top. And he tried to throw it over the top yes. and Smart stole the ball and it went down the other way yes. on that first yes. possession. Okay. So it let me know exactly that they know this is happening. It's kind of like you know when the Warriors go small what they want you to do. They want you to run screen roll because they want to get their best defensive player on the ball, which is Draymond Green. Mm -hmm. So now they have a defensive plan versus versus the Milwaukee Bucks that probably will only work against the Milwaukee Bucks. However, I can't wait to see the adjustment. And and so on the I other think, side, on the other side as well, just quickly on this, the Celtics started with uh, Derek White, not the Time Lord in the starting lineup, right? And they went to a five-out oh, offense to start the game, which pulls Brooke Lopez all the way away from the basket and gets them out of the scheme that they usually want to... Okay. That now, they want to play with. Okay, what they okay, here's what they here's what they did, Mo. But again, I, you're absolutely right. That's what it looks like. However, okay. what okay. they really did was they were running what's called a double drag. A double drag in okay, that's in so, transition when they're bringing the ball up. Transition or their half court offense. Okay. So Brooke Lopez is the best in the league at playing cat and mouse with the with the screen roll. Okay. So his first job on the screen roll is to stop penetration so mm -hmm. they call it a sink defense right so he drops. sinks they call it a drop yeah he yeah he sinks he drops okay that's what we want to call it he drops the guard fights over the top to push the guard towards brooke yeah brooke at some point knows he's going to make a stand so he plays cat and mouse cat and mouse now now the guards has to say every guard is taught or most guards are taught is when you play screen roll, your job is to get two or more defenders to play against you, and then you make the you make the correct read, right? If they don't guard you, you shoot. If they do guard you, you find the open guy. Mm -hmm. When you do a dribble, when you okay, so the the screen roll looks like this: cat and mouse with the guard coming off. Mm -hmm. Brook Lopez has to figure out if he shoots the ball, he contests the shot. Then he has to go box out. Then he has to rebound the basketball. That's a lot for one possession. Mm -hmm. When you have a double drag, you have a guy rolling, a guy popping, popping, and you have a guy dribbling the ball to you. So now <laughs> they've overloaded him with information, and mm -hmm. he just he's overloaded. So he's got to he sees the guy initial guy that's rolling. Brooke has to, he has to protect the basket. Mm -hmm. He sees the guy dribbling the ball to him, which is probably Jason Tatum. He sees Derek White rolling to the basket. And then they always make sure the shooter is at the three-point line, Al Horford, who shoots no matter what. Best, I think he's the most efficient shooting big in the league this season. Or he's top okay. two or top three. Now, he, he, he does that. Okay. So let's call it double drag. You do a double drag. Because now you've overloaded their defensive philosophy, and which is he's got to he's got to guard the guy that's rolling. He's got to he's got to play cat and mouse with the guy who's dribbling. And then, by the way, his man is stepping out to three. And he it's can't. not it's not just Brooke Lopez. It's on the other two guards to also have to communicate with each other and Brooke Lopez all at the same time. Okay, and now here's the worst part of it. Time Lord, when you come in, 
We're always going to make you the role guy, and your job is to do one thing, which is so underrated in basketball, offensive rebound. Mm-hmm. The because no night. one is the because 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 no one's ever there to box you out because Brooke Lopez is now overloaded. He's yep. overloaded with all of this information. So the double drag exploits drop coverage because he can't do all of those things. He's mastered the art of playing against two guys, but he can't figure out how to play against three guys. So Al Horford, if he's making shots, game over because there's no rotation to the guy because the other two players in this sequence are at in the corners. And we know that no one leaves the corners open because that's the highest percentage three-point shot in the game. So they figure this out. They run this. And now it's a problem. I think it's an easy adjustment for the, 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 the Bucks. However, the Bucks won't show their hand. Another thing they're doing is they're running a horn set. And they're running a horn set with the screen. So you'll have a horn. Bring the ball handler off one of them. The other guy steps back. The the other guy dives. So now, Brogdon made a living last night off of just doing that. Yeah. So so, so for you guys at home who don't know the horns is where, you, say you've got the ball at the top, you've got a screen on the right and on the left. Whereas the yes. double drag that PJ was talking to before would have both the screens on the left-hand side or the right-hand side. Yes, and you always put you always put the guy that that's in drop coverage, which is Brooke Lopez, as the as the second screener. You always put him as the second screener, so that way he can't possibly guard Al Horford at the three. So it was it was it was great. They 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 know they can run this, and they know they can get their shot. However, what I do respect, if this is the case. Milwaukee's coaching staff said, we're not going to show our hand during the regular season. We're not going to even give other teams, you know, we're not going to give them film on what we would do if we see this again. But I have to believe that Coach Bud and his staff knows exactly what they'll do. I think this team knows what they'll do. And we'll see what happens. But it was a, Give the Celtics credit. They shot Man. the ball. They shot yeah. the ball. They were lights, lights out. out. They were lights out. They were lights out. I mean, Man, it was it was a great game for for the Celtics fans. I don't know about the Bucks fans how they feel about that, um, but I'm very intrigued to see. That's given me a lot more confidence than I had after the Washington Wizards game, in which the Celtics took another embarrassing loss. The Celtics also have a great record. I think they have the best. Um, Statistically, they're the best team in the NBA against teams with a over 500 record. They've got a great record against all the contending contending teams and it seems that they're just throwing away games that they should be winning otherwise they would have by far and away the best record but one thing we also have to discuss is today um Lamarcus Aldridge announced his retirement um uh, so I thought let's let's talk about Lamarcus for a sec because Lamarcus is one of my favorite players or was one of my favorite players yeah. when he was at the peak of his yeah, powers yeah. why yeah. why was he because him and I play almost the same way Nice and slowly, <laughs> very methodical. I'm going to give you a turnaround jump shot or a hook shot, and that's what you're getting, and it's going to work. John, what, what's your thoughts on Lamarcus Aldridge's career, BJ? Well, you know, hey, 
shout out to LaMarcus Aldridge. He had a, a beautiful career. You know, I think you could argue he had a Hall of Fame career. I think he made about seven or eight. Seven all-star teams. Seven all-star teams. Couple all-NBA um, teams. Yeah, I mean, he had a beautiful career. Played about, what, 15, 16 years or so? I mean, yeah. played a long time. 2006 NBA um, draft. Stuck in Portland for about yeah. nine, ten years. So, I mean, he had an incredible career. Amazing career. And I mean, look, I mean, he was a low post threat. And allegedly, Mo is a low post threat. It's allegedly. You know, I haven't allegedly. seen it, but uh, you don't want to see me on the block, B. Uh, okay. You don't want to see right. me on the block. Uh, allegedly. You stay but on I'm going to tell you something. Mark, yes. Marcus, <laughs> LaMarcus Aldrich is, he was a terrific low post scorer. Uh, you know, played, you know, arguably shot it kind of like a Rasheed Wallace. You know, he had, he was a seven footer who, yeah, fadeaway jumper, yeah. Fadeaway, fadeaway shot. Great footwork, and he demanded for the most part a double team down there on the box. So, uh, great, great talent, great player, um, great person. By the way, I mean, really, really, just a terrific person. And uh, congratulations to him and his family as he now moves to the you know next phase of his life. But uh, he was a great player, a really, really great player, and great guy. Were you involved in that trade on draft night when he was he was drafted by the Bulls with the second pick, and but he was traded because they'd got the pick from the Eddie Curry trade the year before? Was that you, or was that after your time at the Bulls? Yeah, I was there. I was there during that time, and um, I think we ended up taking Marcus Pfizer, I believe. I can't remember who we took um, with that pick, but you know, I I remember watching him work out. For the draft there in Chicago, I mean, what a what a player! I mean, he it was clear he could he could score. You know, it was it, it was you saw that on day one. It wasn't like what he what is he going to be? It's just how good is he going? You know, how good he's going to be and how long he's going to do it. So, um, yeah, I, I was there in Chicago during that time, and I also think um, that you know he was he was drafted the same year as Brandon Roy, right? Who's also right. a very, very talented player. They both went to Portland. Uh, but Brandon Roy, of course, had so many injuries throughout the course of his career that that team never reached the full potential of what that team could have been had they both been fully healthy. I think Brandon Roy is another very underrated player. If you guys don't know, uh, go check his highlights. And also shout out to Mark Soldridge because he had the uh, issue with his heart as well. Um, and then he came back to play for mm -hmm. a season or two before going. So shout out to Mark Soldridge. And... Um, PJ, I'm I'm so excited for the playoffs. We got what one week, a week and a bit left until the play in begins. Right, play right. In. It's tense out there in the West. The East is is kind of almost locked in, but it's tense in the Western Conference right now. So you know we're looking at the, the Warriors, Timberwolves, Lakers, Pelicans, OKC, Dallas now three games below 500 in eleventh place. Utah look like that. they're dropping out the race, but oh man. We're not gonna we're not gonna talk about uh we're not gonna talk about uh Dallas because we know what comes with that. Dallas. <laughs> good, good, good idea. Good but, idea. But so so you went on your trip to watch some games. Anything that stood out for you? Anything that you noticed in your in on your travels? Um no, I was in Chicago, went to uh see the see those those Bulls and uh, Bulls Nation up there. And they happened to play the LA Lakers. The Lakers played terrific. Um AD was was fantastic. Uh, had a big game. LeBron came back, and it was a lot of hype surrounding this game. Very meaningful game for both of those teams as they both are trying to get into the play-in. 
both trying to make the playoffs somehow at this late late stage during the season. So very competitive game. Lakers prevailed. And, you know, it's not looking good for for those Chicago Bulls and and, and Bulls Nation up there right now. Um, they got a nice win over the Lakers in L.A., but then I guess the reverse fixture, they couldn't handle it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And uh, so, but it, but it was good, very competitive. And you, you like to see, you know, teams compete and get after it, especially with Pat Bev. Did you like Austin Reeves hitting <laughs> him with the uh, with the too small? You know, I was watching the game, though. I wasn't watching all the extracurricular activity, unlike you, who I mean, that it happened in the game on the court. I mean, it happened, yeah. In the I, game I, I was court. already back, on, I was getting back on defense after the after the Lakers made the field goal. And so I missed that part of the- uh, Oh, the oh you, you were getting back on defense. Okay, okay, okay. Uh, but <laughs> one thing that we should talk about is the free throw disparity for the Los Angeles Lakers, who have had about 300 more free throws than any other team since their uh, complaint about the referees, um, which is pretty interesting. Um, but we're not going to speak on that right now. We're just going to make right. sure that you subscribe. BJ, I think it's time, I think it's got to the time of the season where we need to start watching some of these games with our audience. I think we need to start okay. sharing the love and breaking these things down in real time. So you yes. guys know the vibes. We're going to be on playback.tv forward slash hoop genius. Make sure you get in there. If you want to watch the games with us, we can answer your questions live during the game. All you have to do is sign up for a free playback account. It's completely free. And then once you've done that, all you do is log into the website with your league pass so that obviously you can see the footage of the game being played. And in real time, BJ and I will commentate, we'll make a few jokes, we'll break things down, answer your questions, and it's all love. So we hope we see you guys there. We're going to be doing that a whole bunch now as we head towards the end of the season, the play-in and the playoffs. So that's the best place to be watching. I don't know where everyone else wants to watch their games, but... All I know is ain't no one bringing the vibe. Please, like guaranteed to have fun. You'll guarantee, uh, guarantee that, G- guarantee that, guarantee. Hey, shout out to Chuck. <laughs> You'll have fun. Shout out to Chuck. <laughs> <laughs> we'll see you guys in the next one. Make sure you don't go anywhere. Say uh, subscribe, share with a friend, and most importantly, get buckets.